Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I am super excited today to introduce you to Dr. Katie Mann with Curated Medical. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You've got quite a background. You've, you said moments ago that you just keep getting different degrees. <laughs> yep. And I'm very anxious and excited to hear about your practice. Um, I've already copped myself out by saying I can't wait to learn per, for personal reasons. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, if you'd introduce yourself, tell us about your background. Um, we have, you know, plenty of time to hear everything that you'd be willing to share with our listeners. And then, of course, we want to hear about curated and, and, you know, who might be a good fit for that practice. So yeah, definitely. Who is Katie? Yeah. So my name is Katie Mann. I'm a nurse practitioner. I have my first bachelor's degree, as I mentioned to you, is in dietetics. And then I went on to get a nursing degree and then a doctorate in nursing practice. And about a year and a half ago, opened my practice, Curated Medical, which is medical aesthetics. So we focus on uh, natural results, but Botox, fillers, laser, skin care, that type of thing. Is the med spa term still um, applicable? Do people still oh, call yeah, it med totally. spa? Yeah. We use the term med spa, medical aesthetics, and all kind of means the same thing. Yeah. And tell us again, physical location is where? Yeah. My location is, location is in Scottsdale in McCormick Ranch. Um, we have a really beautiful office. It's right on the lakes in that area. So our treatment rooms face the mm. lakes. So you got poked and tortured by me, but you have a nice view while you're getting that done. And I'm pretty sure you're not a poke and torturer. <laughs> you've got this really nice vibe about you. Yeah. Uh, so are you an ASU grad? Did I read that from your for your undergrad? Yeah. So my dietetics degree was from ASU. Yeah. Yeah. And what had you wanting to become a dietitian early on in life? Yeah. So I originally became interested in nutrition when I was in middle school. Actually, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis. So I was kind of, you know, searching on the internet to help myself even at that young age. And when I went to college, that was really what my passion was. I got a nutrition degree, um, knowing that I wasn't going to probably be a dietitian, Mm. just because I wanted to focus on a broader way of treating people, I guess. So I went to nursing school and then sort of fell into the medical aesthetic side. I was working as a nurse in the hospital, seeing people you know, in the acute care setting is totally different. It's you see them for one day and you never see them again. Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't what I wanted to do for my, for the rest of my life. I wanted to be able to see people over time, build relationships with people. So I started working in home health nursing, which is totally different, but I got a little bit of that. I get to know you. I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, I mean, totally part of the family. You know, you're in their home, so it doesn't get any closer than that. Mm-hmm. But you work with people for months at a time and see them improve, which I love. During that time, I met someone who was doing Botox on the side. At that time, the aesthetics industry was totally different than it is mm-hmm. today. It was kind of 
people did it but didn't talk about it. So. We, we knew that they did it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they didn't say it out loud. Yeah. Um, I like to tell this story. I started about seven years ago. And when I first started injecting, I was begging people to be models for me for trainings and things like that just because it wasn't common. And then maybe a year or two into it, Kylie Jenner came out with her lip kits, which we love to hate the Kardashians, (laughs) but it is what it is. And that's kind of what made people more open to talking about injectables. Before that, it was kind of taboo. And then all of a sudden, everyone was getting lip filler and Botox became something you talked about with all your friends. So it's been really interesting to see how the industry changes. But um, once I got into aesthetics, it's great because I get to spend time with people. And I have a lot of clients that have been with me for years. Exciting. So I'm that friend in the circle of friends who's never done anything like that. (laughs) And, And just a couple of the sweet friends have said, you really ought to. <laughs> and they mean that very kindly. You ought to probably just go and get these lines taken care of. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't been something that's been on my radar. I'm, I consider myself kind of fairly natural. Yeah. However, reading your bio and learning more about what you're doing, it's different than what I've envisioned. And I, I think I'm ready. I'll be 58 in December. And I feel like the more often that I look in the mirror, I'm seeing those lines that a few people are kindly pointing out to me. And, and I think I'm ready. I want it to be a natural look, though. I, I don't. Yeah. So what, what would you tell me about that? If we were sitting down and doing a consultation, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. that maybe that's how it starts. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> and and you, you know, you can be honest. We're, we're, I'm happy even though there's people watching and listening. Well, you're beautiful. So Thank we'll start you. with that. But one of the biggest things I tell people who are new to the aesthetics industry is that for me, what my goals are, are to preserve positive expressions and to diminish negative expressions. Mm. So something that's interesting about the muscles in our face as we get older is they actually get stronger while the muscles in our body all get weaker. And what that translates to is stronger frowns in, our, in the lower face by yeah. our mouth and also stronger frowns yes. here. And that's just the natural part of aging, but we can use Botox strategically in those areas to lift and brighten and bring back some of those positive emotions. So when you see an elderly person that has that, you know, strong grimace, it's not because they're unhappy inside. It's just the way the face ages. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So I try to, like I said, improve those positive expressions and then restore what naturally would have been present on your face years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to make a 58-year-old look like a 25-year-old. It looks kind of unusual (laughs) most of the time when you try to do that. But bringing curves and highlights back to certain areas, we tend to get kind of hollow and drawn, especially thin people who have thin faces. Mm -hmm. So if we can bring just some of that subtle plump and glow. Vibrancy. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, we have the baby face when we're younger and then it gets kind of sunken in. So it's interesting. I just ran into a, a longtime friend in business at a networking event last week and I haven't seen her. I want to say it's not quite as long as COVID, but close. She looked vibrant. And, and I, I could sense that she's, and she's about my age, uh, that she's been doing some, some new routine. Yeah. I didn't ask. It wasn't appropriate, but I, I definitely, you know, could text and ask. But I, I, and, and it was in that moment, just as recent as last week, that I went, wow, 
maybe I really ought to get serious about this. Cause she, she's always been beautiful and, and she just looked more youthful and her face was plumper in a, in a really positive, enhancing way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yes. Okay, sold. We're done. We're done with the show. We're <laughs> headed over to Curated and we're going to go get my face work done. Uh, tell me about Botox. That's the other thing. Just the word to me makes me a little nervous and I probably have some silly ideas about what it is. But can you talk about, and maybe not even just this procedure, but what can you tell me about the safety and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, so one really interesting thing about Botox is it's one of the safest medications out there. It's actually safer than Tylenol. So that's really? a fun fact about Botox. Interesting. So with medications in the United States, the companies have to have clinical trials to get them approved, right? Mm-hmm. So Botox has over 30 indications, which which means they've had over 30 clinical trials, which means they've done a lot of research and a lot of studying what safe um, dosage, side effects, all of that type of thing. Right. So what Botox does is it's actually a purified protein. So you hear the word toxin and it sounds scary, but it's actually a protein derived. So you can feel a little better about that. But it just prevents the nerve from telling the muscle to contract. So it kind of blocks their communication for about three months at a time. It's just a local medication, so it doesn't spread to the whole body. With the amounts we're using it, it's totally safe. You'd have to use thousands times the amount we're using for it to have any real issues. Interesting. Yeah. How long, and maybe you don't know that, but how long has Botox been in practice for aesthetics like this? Yeah, so Botox has been in practice for decades. It was originally used for, I want to say bladder... I remember something like something very different. Yeah. So decades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, a lot of the products we use in the aesthetics industry have been around for a long time. They usually have a medical use first and then... We say, oh, well, yeah, it will work here too. Better, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we should see how that goes. Yeah. So there's Botox. Botox affects the muscle movement. So the typical areas we do that are the forehead, between the, between the brows, the 11s, the crow's feet. Um, we can do kind of those frown muscles mm-hmm. by your mouth. So muscle movement is yeah. Botox. And then we have filler, which is a hyaluronic acid gel. Hyaluronic acid is something that's found in our body already. It just is like a sponge. It holds water in it. Hmm. So we inject filler to bring those highlights back to where we want them. So common areas for filler are cheeks, um, temples. Your temples get hollow as you age. You can do your chin, your jawline, and of course, lips. We all know about lip filler. But mine keeps mine keeps shrinking. Yeah. So actually what happens with the lip is this upper part above your lip elongates and it's it along it gets longer. It gets longer this oh, way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your lip starts to kind of go inside your mouth, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, yeah. instead of being curled You're describing up. Describing me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Daryl, our producer, was kind enough to say that we have a question, it looks like. Okay, sorry, my old eyes. I'm really ratting myself out here. Is there a medical benefit somewhere or is it only aesthetic improvement? For Botox? I, I believe so. And maybe Alexander can can ask um, maybe a little bit more specifically. But the question is, is there a medical benefit somewhere or is it only simply aesthetic and an improvement? Yeah, so Botox has both cosmetic and medical indications. So what we're kind of talking about right now is 
like the purely cosmetic benefit, but there are totally medical benefits too. So part of the cosmetic Botox treatment, which would be forehead and the 11s or between your brows, um, is actually also part of the Botox migraine protocol. So it can help with headaches. That's right. I did. When you were, you were talking about a different um, use for Botox early on, but I now remember that recalling that it was around headaches. Yeah. 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 So the migraine indication, usually you see a neurologist for that um, insurance would cover it, but they'll do your forehead between your brows, your scalp, neck and shoulders, and that significantly improves migraines. So that's kind of a crossover benefit. A lot of my clients who don't have severe migraines but do get headaches, they see an improvement after just treating their forehead. Mm -hmm. For myself, I get migraines. I treat my masseters, which are the big chewing muscles by your jawline, and my temples too, and that helps significantly with headaches. Great question, Alexander. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that was super. Yeah, and I'll and Daryl will let me know if we have more questions coming in. So we appreciate that. Let's go back to the lips. So yeah. my lip and other people's lips are getting longer as we get older. Yes. And is it? I'm thinking my upper lip is getting thinner too, or is that? Yeah. So it gets thinner. We lose tissue as we get older. Um, it's very sad, but <laughs> our skin gets thinner. The muscle shrinks and descends downwards and towards the middle of the face. That's where you start to notice jowling as you get over older. Um, our bones get smaller. Our muscles get stronger, but don't work quite the same way. Yeah. So we see a lot of those changes as we age. Um, so yes, your lips are getting yeah. thinner, unfortunately. <laughs> just my imagination. And it's elongating. Um, lip filler, to me, is kind of the icing on the cake. It's usually what you notice on people walking around. Yes. It's, you know, the lips come before anything else. So yeah. how I use lip filler is more just to hydrate the lips, to make them look less wrinkly, yeah. for lack of yeah. a better word. Um, of course, I have clients who want more volume, but lip filler can also be very subtle. Um, it can only go so far, though. So when your lip does elongate, we, when you put filler in your lip, it's still going to be elongated, right? Sure. Um, so there is a surgical procedure called a lip lift that can shorten um, the space between your nose and your lips. So mm -hmm. combination. Do I need that? No. <laughs> don't, don't answer no. that. I'm really glad today's episode is really only talking about from here up, yeah. right? We're not going any lower. No. <laughs> Good. We'll save that for a different uh, a different provider. Tell us about the philosophy, philosophy behind Curated. I think we've hinted around, but let's really speak to that for a few minutes. Yeah. So... First of all, the business name Curated Medical, I thought of that because there's so many treatments available. There's so many lasers. There's so many fillers. You're just kind of bombarded even with marketing right now with all mm -hmm. the cosmetic treatments available. So my philosophy is that I want to bring my clients the treatments that I know work and I know will be safe and benefit them long term. So I've kind of pared down all these treatments into um, a smaller, more easily digestible group of treatments that I truly believe on, believe in and would do on myself, on my mom, on my family, that type of thing. You've done the homework, the research, the practice. You're the professional. Leave yeah. it to you to let us know what, what makes the most sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I have a very, sometimes I don't like to use the word natural because it can infer like not doing things. But to me, what natural means is we're enhancing your natural beauty or for a male, enhancing your natural features. Mm -hmm. 
not making you look like someone else, just making you look like the best version of yourself, bringing proportions into balance, harmonizing your face, that type of thing versus Mm -hmm. just augmenting. Yeah, good. Who is not a candidate for this? Is is there such a thing? Like, is there somebody who really this wouldn't be a good fit for? Is it an yeah. age thing? Is it health-wise? So age, I mean, you have to be at least 21 uh, per the indication of the products. But other than that, age isn't really a factor in what we do. I have young people who have fine lines in their forehead and their makeup creases, and I have people in their 60s, 70s who look amazing because they've kept up with things. Who's not a candidate is really someone who wants a result that's a surgical result. And that's Mm. something I'm really clear about with my clients. So if you come in for a consultation with me, I'll say I can do this, this and this, but you really would benefit more from surgery in this area. And you can tell in the way that they're talking and what they're saying they want, you're you're clear like, oh, this is this is not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I like I said, I really want my clients to benefit from what I do. I'm not here to just take your money. So I'd much rather refer you to a surgeon and you get some amazing results. And then I see you every once in a while some for some little tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably it's not really a contraindication, but just injectables can only go so far. I don't believe in filling up your face just to get rid of wrinkles. If there's a lot of excess skin, then again, cutting it off is usually better than making it look like a balloon. Hmm. Talk about trends. Are there certain things that are going on in the industry that you're a fan of and and you've brought it into your practice? And are there, and I don't know if you'd want to talk about, but are there things that are happening industry-wide that you're like, yeah, we're staying away from that? Yeah. Well, there's always new things. So I try and kind of see how they go before I bring them into my practice. But I think a big trend right now is focusing more on full face treatments than spot treating. And what I mean by that is kind of like with the lip filler, I mean, a lot of us can walk around and recognize lip filler. What we want is to do a subtle lip filler, but also do a little chin filler because the chin is kind of the table that the lips sit on. So doing treatments that balance each other. So a full face treatment versus Mm -hmm. spot treating, that's becoming more popular Collagen boosting treatments are definitely becoming more popular too. There's a product called Sculptra. It's a collagen stimulating filler. So we inject it into your face kind of all over and it actually builds your own collagen. So it's not only a filler, but it's actually an anti-aging treatment because it's restoring what you've lost. And that's another product that's been around forever. It was actually originally created for people with AIDS who had facial wasting. So they used it on those patients. And then again, like, well, it works on these people. Why don't we use it on anyone else? And tested and found its way to making it a, a normal practice for people. Yeah, exactly. So another very safe medication that's been used for a very long time and has great results. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing more and more men, uh, more men come into your practice and become patients of yours? Yeah, I definitely see a lot of men and a lot of men, a lot of women come to me not really knowing what they want different. A lot of men come to me because of those negative emotions that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'll have a male that will come in and say, at work, people think I'm not approachable because I'm frowning all the right. time. 
Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So a lot of men come knowing that that's what they want fixed. I'm really a happy guy. Yeah, exactly. They're like, <laughs> I, I'm really nice, I promise. Yeah, my yeah. face just wouldn't suggest that. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of men... A lot of men get Botox, and um, people might be surprised a lot of men get filler, too. I mean, no one wants to look tired or sad mm-hmm. or angry or any of those things. You've talked about the 11s. What a perfect name, right? They yeah. look like 11. Yep. They look like the number 11. And my dad, <laughs> when I was little, I could tell when he'd get angry because they would be very obvious, and they'd kind of lean to one side, so I used to always joke with him and say it was his pumpkin stem. It looked like a pumpkin oh, stem. Oh, that's cute. Well, guess who has that now? <laughs> pumpkin stem. <laughs> yep, yeah. I've got my own pumpkin stem. <laughs> yeah, I should have never have teased him. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about how people can age better. Yeah. Clearly, you can help us feel better and rejuvenate our face. What other things would you suggest uh, around just aging better? Yeah, so... Skincare is something that everyone can do to help themselves age better. Skincare isn't something that you're going to put on a cream and see the result tomorrow. But if you do it consistently, you won't see changes that you would have seen otherwise. So for me, my two non-negotiables are retinol. That's the number one ingredient for anti-aging. And then also sunscreen. Um, sun accounts for about 90% of skin aging. Mm-hmm. So if you're not wearing sunscreen every day, then you're really doing yourself a disservice. It's a really easy thing to do and goes a really long Super way. Super easy. Yeah. I went to my dermatologist for my annual recently, and she's like, my goodness, you're tan. I've been paddleboarding. I've been hiking. Yeah. I've been outside a lot more this season than I have in years. And I could confidently say to her that I'm making sure that I have sunscreen on everywhere. And and But my Italian skin is, yeah. has made me tan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Skincare routines, is there um, anything specifically that we ought to be doing? And do products matter? Yeah. So, like I said, retinol and sunscreen are my number one, or two, number one and two, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of other products, though, sure. and I do a lot of skincare regimens for my clients. And you do you sell the products? Yeah. Oh, yeah. very good. So, we carry three skincare lines Zio Skin Health, Sente, and Elastin. They're medical grade skincare lines. And what that means is that the ingredients are guaranteed to be in the bottle. Yeah. So, sometimes products as for Ulta, you may not be getting exactly what you think you're getting. Mm-hmm. So, the products we carry have had um, clinical studies and things like that. So you know what what it says on the box is what you're getting. So we put together skincare regimens for our clients, and we tailor those to be as simple or as complicated as you like. I'd much rather put together a routine for you that you're going to do <laughs> yes. than something that's going to sit then on your 12 shelf. 12 steps. And yeah. We're not that kind of person. Yeah, I'm exactly. the three-step or four-step girl. <laughs> yeah, and we can totally do yeah. that. Retinol. I probably, I think I have some retinol for some darker spots. Yeah. What can you tell us about retinol? Yeah, so retinol is a product that encourages cell turnover. So it kind of sloughs away those dead skin cells at the top. Mm-hmm. That's, um, it helps with brown spots. It helps with fine lines. helps with pore size, all the things you want to see. It does make you a little more sun sensitive. So for someone like you who is in the sun a lot, you do have to be careful um, when you're using your retinol that you're That's being why mine's really... in the cupboard and I'm yeah. not very familiar with using it. <laughs> yeah, and there's other things you yeah. can do. I have clients who work outside or just want to spend time in the sun and then maybe yeah. retinol's not the best for you, but yeah. there's other options too. Awesome. 
Are you solo? Is it just you in the office or do you have a team? Tell us a little bit about the practice itself. So I have another nurse that works with me. Her name's Brittany. She's been with me for about six months now. So it's a new relationship, but we love her. She is very similar to me. She's very personable. She wants the clients to have the best results possible. So we work really well together and a lot of my clients have seen her and love her. And then we have our front office manager, Courtney, who kind of keeps us all together. And that it's just us just three. Just the three of you. Yeah. That's great. What made you make the decision to bring in? You said Brittany? Yeah. What made you uh, decide it was time to bring somebody else on board? Yeah. So up until I hired Courtney and Brittany, I was on my own just doing all the things. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I was not enjoying my job as much as I used to. I was... You know, my day was, I had to stick to my time so strictly. Otherwise, my day just fell apart and I realized I needed help. So I wanted to be able to expand a little bit. It's really important for me to keep the quality and my core values of my office. So bringing on just one person, Brittany, was how I wanted to start and then having Courtney for support has been amazing. Such a great decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can it's breathe, definitely breathe, breathe a little bit. Yeah. I eat lunch now, so <laughs> that's always good. Yeah. I've had Daryl, our producer, with us for a year. And my goodness, what a difference. Yeah. Right? And we're just now hitting our stride to where, okay, now what's the next level? Yeah. Yes. And, and love it. I actually got teary-eyed today when he was giving me some feedback. I'm like... Dude, do I even need to be here? Yeah, <laughs> you've you've got it all down for us. So good. Uh, let's walk through the typical client journey. I used the word patient earlier. I do like the word client both. better, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I I asked or kind of uh, suggested that it might be a consultation is the first opportunity to to connect with you guys. Yeah. But take us through that. What is it like for folks? Yeah. So when you contact us, we do a consultation. We actually can do a text consultation or an in person consultation. So if you want something more thorough than you come in for an in-person consultation. Typically how I address the consultation is to ask you what bothers you. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. number one concern is what you came in for. And then I also ask permission to give you suggestions based on what I see. I think that's a really important part is to make sure that my clients are open to what I have to say. I do this all day, every day. So I see little nuances and I don't want to point out something that bothers you if you're not wanting to know that. (laughs) So once we come to an agreement that we want to do kind of a full face consultation, I'll walk you through my recommendations, address your initial concern, tell you what I think would help to balance and harmonize your face and then come up with an anti-aging plan that usually includes, you know, skincare, laser treatments, Sculptra, the collagen stimulator that I talked about, um, those types of things that help um, enhance your results, make them last longer and help you age slower. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I asked that question. I'm guessing it varies. Is there a typical amount of time that people would need to come back in 
Does it, it probably depends on what they're having done and yeah. what, what they're up against. Yeah, so Botox is typically done every three to four months, so you can pretty much count on that okay. being regular. I'm doing the math in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even like to do, have my nails done because it's too frequent. Yeah. I just don't want to sit there and have to do it's that. It's quick. <laughs> so you'll you'll be fine with the, you know, it takes yeah. 10 but minutes. But every three, and, three or four months for Botox. Yep. And then filler really varies. Um, typically, after consultation, we'll have a couple of appointments. So I usually like to go slow and do a few things at once, wait about a month, come back, do a little bit more. And we may do that two to three times. And then usually it's just annual maintenance after that. Oh, you're selling me. <laughs> okay. Only once a, once a year, yeah. every three yeah. or four months. I think I can, you can do, do it. it. Yeah. We'll have to be a, do a before and after. Yeah. <laughs> I am probably the greatest holdout for this kind of stuff. And yet, like I said, I've been th- thinking about it, So it's wonderful that you're here today. How do you know, like from a heart perspective, that you've done great? You, you, go, you go to bed at night and what has a client said to you or, or what, you know, what, what lights you up when you're thinking, I've made the right choice to open, curated, and, and this is happening? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's actually something that I think about a lot because what I do is totally optional. And I think it is important to make sure what I'm doing is benefiting and creating a positive change for someone. Mm -hmm. So I have clients that have seen me for years and they show me pictures of them today and them 10 years ago. And they say, I look younger now, appropriate for my age, younger now than I did then. And that means that I've done my job. They haven't, you know, over the years, they haven't come out looking weird or that type of thing. I also love to hear clients that feel more confident. I don't think that filler is a band-aid for anything, but, you know, when you put on an outfit you like, you feel more confident, and it's kind of the same with what I do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's, again, exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. I, I am in better shape than I've been in years, and um, and feeling men- um, greater mental clarity and starting to get out there more social again after COVID and a couple of life changes. And and the way I've been dressing, all those all those things. And this really is this last piece is feeling yeah. that my face uh, supports everything else that's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's like I feel one way inside and I want my outside to reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Let's go back to early years of okay. you. Um, and you knew that you wanted to be a, a dietitian mainly just for your own growth. Was there anything career-wise that you thought when you were a little girl that who you wanted to be? Oh, my gosh. I... Didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest. When I went to college, I changed my major five times. I graduated a semester late. I was just really, you know, figuring it out in college. And then even after college, um, I had originally planned to go to PA school. But because I graduated a semester late, some of my science classes were getting to be too old. So I really applied to nursing school on a whim. And perfect. Yeah, it's just, you know, everything happens for a reason and it's taken me the direction that I needed to What a great success story because some people come in and we have these conversations and like, oh, I've known since I was, you know, three years old I wanted to be a (laughs) a rocket scientist and others come in. I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even after I became a nurse, I had no idea I would end up in this field. Yeah. So. And, and you you touched on a little bit how you landed in aesthetics. It was there. Do you remember like an aha moment or 
or seeing something or working with somebody in, in home health care? I mean, what, do you know what it is? Yeah. So I was doing home health. I enjoyed my job. I just didn't see myself driving around to people's houses for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I just, talk, I think the best way to learn things is to talk to people. So I asked people a lot of questions and found people doing different things. And I came across a friend of a friend who did Botox just on the side. You did mention that. That's right. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, take this class, see if you like it. And I did. And I liked it. Had you done Botox for yourself? I had. Yeah. I, I will say I've always been very independent, very persistent, very much a go-getter. So I think I was definitely destined to own a business. Um, But when I was in college I had a lot of friends that were older and I had a friend in college who told me I needed to get Botox I did not need to get Botox at the time kind of but those friends. You know. <laughs> I was referring to those friends as well yeah <laughs> yeah so I had some exposure to it before I got into yeah. it it wasn't like a completely foreign concept uh-huh. yeah and yet you know how it felt for you yeah and you could see the business aspect of things and mm-hmm. the fact that you wanted to continue to help people yeah yeah it's phenomenal and I love that you said it's voluntary clearly it's a voluntary yeah you know, everything everything that you do is voluntary do you partner with any uh, medical providers or um, that kind of thing not not necessarily partner but you have referral partners who for medical reasons they would also send patients to you? No, not really. I do have a plastic surgeon that I refer to quite a bit so that when things are outside of my scope, I send to him, but not so much for medical reasons. Mm -hmm. Good, good. What haven't I thought to ask that you want to make sure our listeners know? Is there anything? Have we done a good job covering most everything? Oh, gosh. Looking at my notes. I think we've covered quite a bit. Um, I I didn't answer one of your questions fully, though, because we haven't talked much about laser treatments. Yes. Thank you for bringing us back to that. Yeah. So as far as maintenance goes, laser is always a part of my maintenance plan, too. Laser is great because it improves the skin quality. The Botox and filler is going deeper down. So the laser is going to complement your skincare and give you a much better result than skincare alone. But I have uh, two devices right now. One's called LaserMD. It's for brown spots and fine lines. And then I have another device called Vivachi, which is a radio frequency microneedling. That's going to help with a little bit of skin tightening, pore size, um, kind of evening your skin tone, just overall skin rejuvenation. But if people aren't open to doing injectables yet, that's a really great place to start because your skin is what people see first. So Mm -hmm. if you can improve your skin quality, um, even just getting rid of brown spots, brightening, that type of thing can go a really long way. Usually how we start with those treatments is a series of three about a month apart. Reevaluate. Some people need more than that. And then maintenance for that is usually two to four times a year. But it was really important to yes. bring that piece in. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Uh, so, again, the consultation is necessary. Everybody has a slightly different idea of what they want to do. And you ask for permission to give your feedback and to let them know professionally what you would suggest. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you clearly put people at ease right away. Yeah, I have. Well, 
You'll have to come see my location. But oh, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I designed it specifically so that people feel comfortable. I mean, a lot of people tell me that I am like a very calming person to for be sure. around. It's not always like that inside for me, <laughs> but outside I come off very calm. Yeah. Um, but my location is it's very um, like luxurious, but also very homey and welcoming. So everything about the experience when our clients come in has been designed to make you feel more comfortable. Mm. I'm sure it's beautiful. Tell us again where you're located. Yes, yeah, so we're in Scottsdale and McCormick Ranch off of Hayden and Via de Ventura. Our website is curatedmed.com. And then our Instagram is at curatedmedical. And my personal Instagram is at katiemann underscore NP. And you can find our address and phone number and all our contact information on any of those platforms. And we'll have it on the podcast once we have the replay up and and, uh, published for everybody. This has been fun. I will definitely be seeing you. (laughs) And and I'm sincere. Clearly, you probably do before and afters anyway, but I'm I'm very anxious. And what would be fun would be to have you back on when I have, you know, this rejuvenated look. (laughs) And, and we'll they can be, interview you. Yes. Deal. Consider it done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Katie, so good to be with you. Curated medical. It's been a treat. And shout out to Nicole, who made the connection for us. We're very happy that uh, she thought enough about you and your relationship with her to uh, get you on here with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center. Some media leans left, some lean right. And we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening.